Welcome everybody to a Wednesday edition, a draft night Wednesday edition of Texas All Access right here on our flagship sports radio 610. Glad to be with you from the Hyundai Texans radio studio. I'm your host, John Harris, and I am joined by my host, my pal, my boss, my friend, the voice of the Texans, Mark Vandermeer. Mark, good evening, my friend. How are you, sir? Good evening, Johnny. I mean, I'm looking forward to this show because this has been fun just talking NFL football, talking what's going on with the Texans. And look, I know there are some big topics, big topics out there involving this football team, but I like diving into the weeds a little bit. I like the deep album cuts, okay? You don't have to play Lady Gaga and Katy Perry on this show. I right. want to play some Joni Mitchell. I want to get into some vintage Carol King. Let's do it. Yeah, no doubt. We are going to have, since it's a Wednesday night, it's our draft night. Drew Doherty and I are in the lab series, moves on into episode three of four parts. These are picks 17 through 24, (laughs) 32 NFL teams, one pick for each team. And Mark, tonight I pick my quarterback and it will cut you to the core. Oh, no. Oh, no. No. Uh, that means one of two people, really. Okay. Peyton Ooh. Manning or Tom Brady? Oh, man. It's one of them. <laughs> it's one of them. And if you've been paying attention, you know which one it is because I've already picked my Patriot. Oh, I just gave it away. That was a bad tease. Yeah, it's, uh, it's Peyton Manning. I'm giving it away. But I had a, I had a strategy. I'll ask you right off the bat, because we are yeah. going to talk about safeties tonight. Right. That's our position group for tonight. And we're all, I've also got some gut reaction, some thoughts I want to I get your thoughts on, because there's some things happening not only in the NFL world, but just around the world. And one that's happening in the state of Kentucky that sort of blew me away, and I was like, oh, my gosh. So I had to get your thoughts on that. But I was coming into day three of our draft, and – I had not picked a Bronco, and I had not picked a Colt. And I'm going, oh, man, I've got an opportunity at John Elway or Peyton Manning. But if I pick John Elway, then I'm going to end up being stuck with a Colt, maybe, I don't know, you know, one of the old-time Colts, which is fine. Or I could have Johnny Unitas, and I was like, eh, you know, okay, but I think I'd rather have Peyton Manning. Uh, more relatable for most of our listeners to at least right. have seen Peyton Manning. So that's kind of the way I was thinking. So instead of going John Elway, Gino Marchetti for the Colts, I ended up going Von Miller, Peyton Manning, and back-to-back picks. Your thoughts? Look, uh, if Von Miller's your Bronco, you're doing well, right? Yeah. There are a lot of Broncos you could pick. Yeah. But I think Elway is, without a doubt, the best one ever. You could have also picked Peyton Manning as your Bronco. How about that? Could you oh. – that qualify in your draft? Yes, it absolutely it could have. It could have. But and as far as Colts go, I mean, look, if you didn't have a running back, you could pick Eric Dickerson as your Colt. Uh, you could James. take Dwight Freeney as a pass rusher. You know, you could do something like that. But I think – look, I think you played it right. Peyton Manning's one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play. I know he got out of the league with on, only two Super Bowls and, what, three Super – four Super Bowl appearances. Yep. 
So that's not too bad, Johnny. No, that's it's not, not. too bad going to four Super Bowls. You know, the world gets skewed with Brady, and you start to compare everybody to him, and everybody pales in comparison. But yeah. when you look at Manning, what he's put up there, uh, that's outstanding. And he coaches the team as well. And he's one of those guys, and I'll stand by this, he elevates the team even when he's not playing well. Look at the Super Bowl he won in 06. Wasn't it great, the greatest Super Bowl performance we've ever seen, right? But he won right. the Super Bowl. And then look at what happened in his last one with the Denver Broncos where he took over for Osweiler when Osweiler wasn't cutting it. He didn't play that well. He played okay. But yeah. there was just this sense of we got to get this done. Everybody kind of played better around yeah. Manning. Everybody stuck together and played as a team. And, you know, that's what Brady did for the Bucks this year, although he played better in right. his recent Super Bowl than Manning did in his last one. We all agree on that. But there's something about those guys that when they take the field, everybody puts their best foot forward. It's really hard. I guess it's not hard to define. It's, it is what it is. And we've all played sports at every level where yeah. you're playing with somebody, whether it's a pickup game or on a team in high school or whatever, where that guy or those guys have that effect on people. Well, they have the ultimate effect, those two quarterbacks. I had a couple of Colts running backs that I was thinking about. Uh, Lenny Moore, longtime running back slash wide receiver, kind of weapon X type. But I'd already taken from the Packers Paul Horning, so I felt like that would be redundant. I did think about Edger and James. That was another one. But then I realized, oh, wait a second. I've got two other running backs that I can grab, and it'll blow everybody away considering what I was able to get on day three. Drew's already taken his two running backs. He, he has. Took, he took Jim Brown and Walter Payton from the Browns and the Bears. I take, I take my two running backs tonight. And when you hear it, you're like, wait a second. Your two might be better than his two. But I'll let people what? decide on that. Yes. Yes. Think about – well, hold on. Think about the city you live in and the state you live in currently. And there will be a lot of people that are like, damn right, John, you made the right pick. Just, that's, all, that's all I'll say. That's all I'll say. You'll, you'll hear later on in the show. But I feel like my two – are better than his two. You'll hear those picks later on. Now, I made one of my picks at safety. I got a few more. Actually, I've made two. My two picks. I've got Ed Reed and uh, Larry Wilson. Those are my two safeties. Which leads me to the discussion of our safeties, Mark, heading into 2021. This depth chart at safety, of all the positions on this team, I look at this one and think this is the one with the least amount of change to me heading into 2021. Really? You think I'm right on that? No, I don't think you're right. I think they're going to get somebody. I think somebody's going to play next to Justin Reed a bunch. Now, it could be Eric Murray. It could be Lonnie. Yeah. You know, it could be Jonathan Owens, but I doubt it. And I'm not saying those guys won't play. And I think they figure into the mix and I think injuries and you know how I define these things, of course. but I believe there will be another candidate to take a huge chunk of playing time at safety before it's all said and done this off season. And I'm not talking about a marquee buster necessarily. Like when you sign him, Oh my gosh, yeah. look, those things don't always work out. Ed Reed, those things don't always work out. Right. right. But I think you'll get somebody here 
Quentin Demps, somebody, not him specifically, right, but right. somebody like that where, gee, I wasn't even thinking of that, and then he comes in, and all of a sudden he has seven picks. Look, that'd be great. But somebody who we're not thinking about right now, but the name's going to pop up, and eventually they're going to play, and they're going to make plays, and that's what I'm hoping anyway, or I'm hoping one of these guys takes that role because I think, Johnny, and you address this, Everybody's got to take a step forward here. Justin Reed had some moments last year. He wanted a better year, but I feel good about Justin Reed. Yeah. 24 years old. Come on. It, tap the brakes on. Oh, I don't know if Justin Reed is so good. I hear that from some people. Let's just relax a little bit. I think he's going to be just fine. Yeah. But next to him, is it Murray? Is it Lonnie? Those guys all need to take a step forward if they're going to be the guy. Yeah. And that's why I think that Nick Casario is thinking we need some more candidates here. Let's see what we can drum up in either free agency, the draft, or whatever. I think the one thing you really don't have a lot of back there, I mean, Eric Murray's been in the league for a little bit, but you don't have a ton of veteran influence. I mean, I know Justin's going into his fourth season now. Man, that's weird to think. 18, 19, 20, 21. Yeah, yeah. this is fourth season. It's now Lonnie's third season. I wouldn't be surprised or I wouldn't be disappointed if there was a, you know, kind of a, a grizzled veteran kind of put in there. I think to your point about Quentin Demps, I think Quentin is the perfect kind of candidate. And for people that are going, well, what about Quentin Demps? Well, Quentin was with the Texans in 2012, did some good things, kind of moved around, came back to the Texans week three of the preseason in 2015 and ended up being a guy next to Andre Howe on the back end. And those two safeties ended up being really good ball hawks and to the point mark about whoever steps in back there look Lonnie's played corner Eric Murray's played nickel and corner those guys need to be ball hawks going forward the safeties did not have one interception in 2020 not Ooh. one Vernon had one Broby had one JJ had one three interceptions all year long the safeties did not have an interception now what they did have were some sacks and some TFLs and some pressures because Anthony Weaver kind of unleashed him in that way. But they did not go find the football. That's got to change. In 2021, if anything else, at the safety position has got to change. It's the fact that those guys back there must hunt the football. And if there is, as we've talked about, Lovey Smith's defense, a little bit more cover two, Tampa two, those kind of things. Zone coverage, sometimes you're a little bit more prone in zone coverage, to read quarterback's eyes, see receiver routes, and go find the football. Maybe that's maybe that's what they do a little bit more of. That would be nice. But to your point, whichever safety they bring in. Because I'm with you. I do think that there will be somebody added. I don't know if there will be anybody eliminated. I think you're going to have those guys we mentioned, in addition to a Jonathan Owens, um, as a starting point. I do think there will be somebody added, be it – I don't – I may be in the draft. But I think there are other areas to address in the draft. But I do think maybe a kind of a grizzled vet, you know, kind of a Devin McCourty type. The guy's been around, you know, the league for a while um, that, you know, Nick Casario is, you know, very familiar with. It's not going to be Devin McCourty, but somebody of that ilk. Right. Could come in and kind of help that whole group come together, I think, would be absolutely perfect. Now, my two running back picks are coming up in our ultimate draft. Who are they? Well, you have to listen. That's next, right here on Texans All Access. Welcome to Texans All Access. We are brought to you in part by Apache Corporation. 
Nearly 3 billion people worldwide live in energy poverty, meaning they lack access to reliable electricity or clean cooking fuels. The natural gas and oil produced by companies like Apache Corporation help power cleaner electricity, enable access to food, education, and healthcare, and connect us to those we love. We are committed to providing the energy the world needs and to elevating families across the globe to higher standards of living. Learn more at ApacheCorp.com. That's ApacheCorp.com. Now here's the show. All right, it's come time for the ultimate draft. 32 teams, one pick for each team for Drew Doherty and myself. I'll let Drew set it all up from here. Who is your 17th pick for the Harris All-Stars? Okay. After last week, I went back and I was like, okay, I figured out I got 16 picks left. 11 picks, I know exactly what I'm doing. And I knew I had a top pick. And so I battled back and forth. You mentioned it. We don't have quarterbacks. And there are a couple teams we have not taken players from. Correct. So I figured, all right, I know the guys that I want. I'll save them. I know the guys I need to get. Right. And one of them is from a team I don't think either one of us have drafted, but I'm not going quarterback. Okay. I'm going outside linebacker, still in the league, was in the 2011 draft with J.J. Watt. I am bringing Von Miller back home from the Denver Broncos. He is my first pick. And that leaves for you, John Elway, on the board. If you would like him, John Elway is there if you decide you want him. But Von Miller is my pick. Outstanding MVP of Super Bowl 50. Von Miller is my pick. He's one of Elway. That is a good pick. You're right. Elway is one of my final four that I'm – I'm wrestling with. Um, you made it easier, though, by taking Von Miller, because that would have been the other choice as a Bronco. Yeah. You know, I suppose I could go with Carl Mecklenburg, but I'm not going to. <laughs> um, there's lots of others you could go with. but Steve Atwater? Steve Atwater, I could, but I'm not going to. Now, I can wait, but neither of us has also chosen a San Diego Charger. Ooh. Let's, they got a rich history. You could go tight end. You could go Kellen Winslow. Excellent. You go with one of the greatest receivers ever, Lance Allworth. Got some good quarterbacks. I don't think they're, you know, top five quarterbacks, but you can do Dan Fouts. You can do Phillip Rivers, and nobody would uh, deride you, I don't think. But the linebacker spot for me, I've got Ray Lewis right there, and he's a good one. And when I think Mr. Charger, I'm thinking as my phone goes off, it's my wife. Uh, actually, hold on. Let me let – me, get this because my wife for those of you uh watching and listening my wife is about eight and a half months pregnant so i need to make sure that uh we're not <laughs> having this baby so we're gonna pause just for a moment you might have a new draft pick bro yes all right we're back no baby but i'm going with junior Seau, mr charger in my mind this guy was amazing at the linebacker spot he uh he's probably you know when i put this defense on the field i think i'm what i'm gonna do is go with five dbs and go with five kind of rush, four defensive linemen and an outside linebacker, and I'll have Ray Lewis in there. But if I want to switch Ray out or if I want to go with two linebackers, I want Junior Seau in there. So I'm picking Junior Seau. He is my uh, first pick of the day, and I'm really happy plugging him in there next to, uh, next to Ray Lewis because, hey, he played 20 years in the league. Can you believe that? 
13 years as a Charger, four with New England. I mean, 18 interceptions, recovered 18 fumbles, forced another 11. He had 56 and a half sacks. Not, that's not really what he was there for, but uh, he just cranked out tackles and was a really productive player. I'm set there at the linebacker spot in my eyes. So Junior Sale off the board now. That was, that was a good pick. There's one final team, if my math is correct, that neither of us have taken a player from. Is that correct? Uh, you've got me here. Who, tell me. The Baltimore slash Indianapolis Colts. Yes, that's right. And that's a tough one. It is. Really to tough. To me, it was very easy. I, when I sat down with my game plan for what I was going to do, I was just hoping that you would not do this because I passed on John Elway because I wanted Von Miller. So my decision became, do I want John Elway and a Colt or do I want Von Miller and Peyton Manning? And I'm not the biggest Peyton Manning fan in the world. mm, You're going that? That's not even the best quarterback in the franchise's history. I'd much rather have Peyton Manning than Johnny Unitas. You get Peyton Manning. But I could also go Burt Jones if I wanted to go quarterback. <laughs> so you're going with Peyton Manning, huh? I'm going Peyton Manning. All right. All right. I'm going Peyton Manning. Look, he was a, he's a slam dunk Hall of Famer. I mean, it took 10 seconds for Mike Chappell, I think, to announce him this past uh, yeah. pro, uh, Hall of Fame selection. It was easy. And you could do a whole heck of a lot worse than a guy that did um, – what he did in the NFL, two championships with two different teams, although I know the Broncos, you know, but he set records with the Broncos after the next surgery. I always had an issue with Peyton, and that dated back to his days at Tennessee. Because everybody was like, oh, he's so great. Yeah, he never beat Florida, and he looked lousy in those games. But when it comes down to it, would I want Peyton Manning as the leader of this franchise? Yes. So I'm taking Peyton Manning. I want Von Miller, Peyton Manning. I feel pretty good about that. Well, when they add our two teams to the NFL this season and they put my team in the AFC South and your team in the NFC East, we're going to run roughshod over the competition and we're going to meet in the Super Bowl. And this is going to be tough because uh, they might have to halt the game because this guy that I'm adding to my defensive front, he's going to get paired up with a bunch of these other guys and we might murder Peyton Manning by accident. It's going to be, it might be, it would be manslaughter. Uh, because I'm adding, since I already have the minister of defense in Reggie White, a minister's got to have a deacon. So I'm going with Deacon Jones, legend of the game. And I don't know a whole lot about him, but I went and looked him up. And back before they counted stats, they didn't really, or sacks, they didn't really count sacks until like 82 or so. But they went back and looked at the film and they said if he, if, if the stuff he'd done had counted, He'd have had at least three seasons of 21 sacks or more. I mean, he was just – he was a freak of nature. He's a defensive end. He's one defensive end. I've got Reggie White as another defensive end. And I also have Lawrence Taylor screaming off the edge and Mean Joe, and Green, mean Joe Green. So I'm taking from the Rams, Deacon Jones. Okay. I feel like I got the better Rams defensive lineman with Aaron Donald, but it's okay. I mean, I do have Aaron Donald, J.J. Watt, Bruce Smith, and Vaughn Miller. So I, well, I I'm don't not throwing feel... shade on your defense. I'm not. I'm I know. Not. I know. Um, you got a deacon and a minister. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Okay. I think we've gotten to the point for me where I can – I don't want to say I'm going in order here, but I can sort of follow the rest of my plan 
and then make a make a final decision on the last two picks. I'll save those for the end. I I did go back and forth about what I was going to do at the running back position. And then mm-hmm. I remembered, oh, yeah, that's right. Your Lions pick was Megatron. That made my running back uh, pick very easily, very easy. From the Lions, I would take running back Barry Sanders. Oh, not Joyke Bell. Okay, okay. No, Joyke Bell, no. Uh, he's second on the list. Uh, maybe third. No, he's second. Joyke Bell's second. But Barry Sanders is first. Oh, yeah, Joyke Bell would be third behind Billy Sims. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm joking. I can just take the number 20, but I'm taking Barry Sanders as my running back. And I'm not done at the running back position, which I will do next. Oh, I can't wait to hear this. But Barry Sanders, 1,000 yards plus every single season he played. I think he – what was it, 1,200 was his minimal? I don't know, but we just watched a video, me and the, the, my five-year-old, my seven-year-old, my yeah. sons. Amazing. Just amazing. That's yeah, it was incredible. Be- his best runs were runs where he didn't even gain any yardage. Oh, yeah. He got back to the line of scrimmage after dodging 14. He was incredible. All right. I'm going uh, to keep de- uh, bolstering on my defense, and I got a legend of the game on my last pick up front, Deacon Jones. I'm going to mm-hmm. get another one. One of the great nicknames of all time from the Cardinals. He spent a lot of time with the Chicago Cardinals. And you're like, what? I now he, know where you're going with this. Yeah. He also spent time with the Detroit Lions. Yes. And I was, and I was afraid we were going to snag him up. But I'm going to yeah. go with the Night Train. Night yeah. Train Lane. He Dang was it. a Hall of Famer. Or he is a Hall of Famer. He was seven-time Pro Bowler. He had 68 interceptions. He was ridiculous. 68. I mean, just He's ridiculous. Yes. Yeah. So and I'm he gonna, was physical. He knocked dudes out. I mean, he was, he was everything. Yeah. Oh, he was a monster. So he's listed as a left cornerback at the end of his career, but at the start of his career, RDH, is that just a right defensive halfback basically? Like yeah. A yeah. Yeah. That's exactly how it was. They used to call them halfbacks. And when I was in college, we actually, our two corner positions, one was called halfback. One was called corner. And the halfback actually played in the boundary, and the corner played to the field. So right. that's, how, that's how we differentiated it. Okay. So we're on to our fourth pick of the third round. That was, that was, that was a good one. Uh, and once, once I made my pick and we were talking to the Lions, when you said Chicago Cardinals, I knew exactly what it was. I was like, okay, that makes sense. We actually got two great defensive backs from the Cardinals. I'm sticking with running back. And I'm sticking with a guy that actually played the majority of his career in the state of Texas. I need to get a Titan, but I don't really want a Titan. No. So I went and I got an Oiler. Easy. I could play him at fullback with Barry Sanders. Barry Sanders never really had a fullback. I can play him at tailback if I need to. I could play him next to Paul Horning. I'm taking the Tyler Rose, Earl Campbell, my backfield is Barry Sanders, Earl Campbell, and the versatile Paul Horning from the Green Bay Packers MVP back to the 60s. You got thunder and lightning. You got, a, you got an impressive backfield, man. Those two, Earl and Sanders, that's, that's going to be really – that's just going to cause havoc for, for defenses. It's going to be tough. I mean, you got Jim Brown and Walter Payton, bro. I, I, like, my, I like mine too. I yours, really, yours are I, good. I think between the two of us, we've taken the four best running backs of all time. I, I think I, you're correct. I, absolutely. I know there are other guys – My fans are like, Emmitt Smith. No. Nah. There's other guys who have more yards. I'll, I'll grant you that. But I think those are the four best. Um, I love it. Great pick, dude. Um, 
I'm going to stay with the other Dow, the other Texas team. I'm going to go with the Cowboys. You took Larry Allen really early in this as an offensive lineman, one of the best to ever do it, immovable. I'm going to take an original Cowboy, Mr. Cowboy, they called him, played his college ball at TCU. Luckily for me, back when I was working in Dallas at a, a TV station, we had a show called Cadillac Legends and Sports, Texas Legends and Sports. And we'd go, and we'd, we'd go to this, this legend's home, and we'd interview him or her for a couple hours. And we'd, we'd just kind of hear about their career, their life. Did Mary Lou Retton, did Nolan Ryan, Rudy Tomjanovich, Johnny Rutherford. He won three in the Indianapolis 500s. And we got to go yeah. to this guy's house outside of Austin, Bob Lilly. So how, how about this for an offensive or defensive line? You got Bob Lilly and Mean Joe Green on the inside. And then you got Deacon Jones and Reggie White on the outside with Lawrence Taylor coming at you off the edge as well. And what did Bob Lilly do? Well, friends, he went to 11 Pro Bowls. He was an All-Pro seven times. He was an All-70s defensive player and an All-60s defensive player. He played from 61 to 74. He was amazing. Never missed a game, 196 games in those, uh, those, those from 61 to 74. I got Bob Lilly. I like what I got going on up front. You have done some ridiculous stuff. That's, that's pretty good. I struggled with what I was going to do with the Cleveland Browns. It's hard because I, I took Jim Brown. You took Jim Brown. Now, the Browns have had a rich history. Otto Graham. I didn't really want automatic auto at quarterback. Paul Warfield, like, man, there are other receivers that have been more productive. You know, I loved Paul Warfield, just the angelic way he ran routes and moved. I mean, it's just so smooth. And I looked at their Hall of Fame listing, and I'm like, man, I don't know where I'm going to go. And literally, as I closed that page, I went, wait a second. I'm going to draft a guy that's not a Hall of Famer yet. And it hit me oh, my God, he's one of the best offensive linemen I've ever seen. And he played left tackle and never missed a snap. Yes, I have my offensive line, but, you gotta eat, but you gotta you've always got to have depth. Yeah. And so I am taking the vociferous, wonderful left tackle, Joe Thomas, to play left tackle, be a swing tackle. He can do a lot of stuff for me. But when I thought about Brown, that was – man, it never really dawned on me until I – it just – it hit me once I got off the Hall of Fame list, like, wait a second, Joe Thomas. Bingo. And that's why I just knew I had to have him. He'll be my sixth lineman. At worst, I had Joe Thomas to my mix. That's a good one. That's a good one. All right. I'm going to just get it out of the way just because uh, you took Tony Baselli from the Jaguars. I'm going to go yes. with my Jaguars pick. Yeah. And I'm going to round out my secondary here. So I've got Deion Sanders. I've got Darrell Revis. I also have the night train lane. And yeah. then I've got Ronnie Lott. I'm going to add a guy who really didn't play safety in the NFL, hasn't played safety in the NFL, but he did it a little bit in college. And if he needed to, he could play it here. But he could also lock you down as a cornerback. <laughs> and he's going to lock down whatever you throw out there at receiver. I'm going to go with Jalen Ramsey, okay? I'm doing it. Even though he's a Ram right now, he started his career as a Jaguar. I've got Jalen, okay? What do you think about that as a defensive back yourself? You play safety when you – I mean, I, I, I was, I've always been a big fan of Jalen, always. Uh, I, I think from a skill standpoint, I don't know that anybody matches him skill-wise. 
His battles with DeAndre Hopkins were must-see television. I mean, he's a phenomenal player. I think he'll continue to get better. I think if we do this exercise in 10 years, we'll probably draft him for the Rams potentially. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think, it's, I think it's excellent. Now, the question is, could he cover Randy Moss? Could he cover Jerry Rice? Or could he cover the guy I'm about to pick? Well, he might be playing safety, so he might be just kind of be helping out. Maybe. But I'm going to have these three receivers on the field, and it's going to be very, very difficult because when it comes to physical stature, there's Calvin Johnson, there's Randy Moss, Jerry Rice, kind of freakish-type players. But then there's one other, and he's playing currently. And when I was trying to figure out the Falcons, the same kind of thing hit me as the Browns. Like, dang it, I just don't see much. You took Deion Sanders. It's a little younger franchise. I wasn't quite ready to take Michael Vick just yet. And I thought, dang, Julio Jones, if I add him to Randy Moss and Jerry Rice, I'm all about it. And since you took Deion Sanders at my pick of Falcons, it didn't leave a ton, but it left enough for me to take Julio Jones to add to Randy Moss, Jerry Rice. So I like my receiver core. Extremely athletic. Throw it to anybody. I've got consistency. I've got freakish. Uh, nature of Randy Moss, and then I got the all-around ability and speed of Julio Jones. I'll take those three. I feel pretty good. Like I did with the last pick, I'm going to go back to another expansion franchise. You took Luke Keekley, who's, who's a guy I would have taken uh, from the Panthers. Yes. So, I, I mean, this is, it's, makes it easy, I think, for my next pick. Let's just keep getting after the quarterback. Let's go with Julius Peppers. What are they well, – all-time – let me look it up here on Pro Football Reference. All-time, I think he is third, maybe fourth on the all-time sacks list. I could be wrong. And that surprised me when I saw it because I was looking him up. But then it didn't surprise me. But Julius Peppers, and you got to remember, you know, some of these guys like Deacon Jones would be higher up on the list or would be yeah. on the list had they counted the stat. But, yeah, Julius Peppers had 159 and a half sacks. You know, in retrospect, you probably should have taken him first overall in 2002 if you were the Texans, but you didn't. Different story, different podcast. I'm going with Peppers and his 159 and a half sacks. He's probably going to be coming off the bench to help out. That's how stacked I think my line is. You know, I'm going to stick with the defensive line for my pick, Drew. And if my math is correct, we have three, three left, correct, for, for today? Two left. We've, we've taken, you've taken six and I've taken six. Okay. You've taken Miller, Manning, Sanders, Campbell, Thomas, and Jones, so you got two. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I have somebody counted on my list twice. Okay, so we have two left. Now, when I look at my defensive line, I got Bruce Smith plays out on the edge. J.J. Watt can play out on the edge. Von Miller definitely plays on the edge. Aaron Donald plays so wide on the inside, it's almost like he's playing on the edge. I need somebody on the inside. I need somebody that anchors down on the inside. And I think a guy that anchors down on the inside – and anchored down on the inside and was as good as anybody had been, even though he probably didn't get all the acclaim because he played for the Seattle Seahawks. He was a monster in college and then was even that and then some. From the Seahawks, His numbers might take Hall of Famer Cortez Kennedy, the late Cortez Kennedy, and man, what a ball player he was. But just a, a bright light in the Seattle community. When he went out there, such a sad passing. But Cortez Kennedy on the inside just gives me size. 
and an interior player because I look at it, I got a bunch of edge guys to go along with Aaron Donald. So I don't know how, how well we hold up against the run, but I know Cortez Kennedy is going to make it a little bit easier, that's for sure. For sure, yeah, that's a good choice. Uh, I'm going to stay on the inside too. Uh, you took from the Buccaneers, you took, I think, the best Buccaneer ever, Derek Brooks. Yes. I think I'm going to take the second bus, best Buccaneer ever. I'm going to stay on the inside uh, because you got to have some depth like you're talking about. I'm going to go with another Miami Hurricane, going Warren Sapp. All right, that was fun as it always is. We've got round four next week. You want to hear every second of every draft that we have done, go check out our podcast page in the lab, HoustonTexas.com. Go check it out, subscribe to it, give us a thumbs up or whatever rating you want to give it. We really appreciate you guys listening. That was a blast. Also a blast is doing a little gut reaction with our pal Mark Vandermeer. That's next right here on Texas All Access. Welcome to Texans All Access. We are brought to you in part by AWS. Behind every incredible play are thousands of data points you might otherwise miss, such as a player's speed, field location, and movement patterns. The NFL uses AWS to process this large and complex data in real time. It's called next-gen stats, and with AWS machine learning and artificial intelligence technology, the NFL has developed ways to uncover deeper insights and expand the fan experience by offering a broader range of advanced stats and visualizations. Visit nextgenstats.nfl.com for all things stats. Next-gen stats powered by AWS. Now here's the show. One final segment of this edition of Texans All Access and our ultimate draft, Drew Doherty and I. Our draft is nearly in the books. Mark, my running backs, as you heard, Barry Sanders and Earl Campbell. Now you see why I'm confident my running backs might be better than Jim Brown and Walter Payton. Look, are you – so this is a draft for one season or multiple seasons. Look – I can't – Earl is fantastic. Barry Sanders, I mean, is he the best ever? He's in the conversation. Yeah. I think Walter Payton is the best back ever. But then the Jim Brown people tell me, no, you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> All I see with Jim Brown, though, are like black and white highlights and everything. Yeah. Or I watch The Dirty Dozen and or the movie with him and Raquel Welsh. Look, I don't know. I love Jim Brown. They're all great. They're all with these arguments, these debates. <laughs> I know. Whenever you say somebody's great, it's not like you're saying the other guy's terrible. You know, they're right. all fantastic. So it's kind of subjective at some point. Right. It's sort of like Chris Sims saying that his number one quarterback is Zach Wilson, number two is Trevor Lawrence, and number four is Kellen Mond. It's just a different way of looking at it. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Uh, all right, Mark. It's gut reaction. We'll go around the league and around the world for a couple of things here. Okay. Oh, domestically not really around the world but domestically and I'm gonna ask you this one right out of the shoot due to issues with COVID the state of Kentucky is allowing high school seniors to repeat their senior year in sports your gut reaction uh, I don't like it I mean I feel horrible for them 
Yeah. But what about the juniors that are going to be seniors? Now you have seniors in the way, and those juniors don't get to, to repeat. I've waited my whole high school life to be a senior, and now I don't get that opportunity to compete as a senior because I got this would-be college-age guy in the way, and he <laughs> might be even more mature, and this is really rough on me. So I don't like that. Maybe yeah. they need to form another level of team. Look, I'm going through this now with my kid in high school sports and everything. Yeah. I sometimes feel like – you know, there aren't enough JVs. You know, I know it's like not everybody gets a participation trophy. But, Johnny, to me, it is about participation. It's about having enough levels for everybody to play. I'm not yeah. saying everybody wins. I'm not saying everything should be equal that way. But I love the idea of everybody being able to participate. Even in college, you have intramurals to play sports, right? right. And maybe that's where these seniors – look, not everybody goes to college – but maybe that's what we need to set our eyes on, or maybe there should be some sort of other league or level. I know it's expensive, easier said than done, but I don't like it. That's my gut reaction. Okay. Gut reaction on this one. I'll just read this from a guy named Matthew Fairburn. I think he works for the athletic. Yeah. He's the Buffalo bills beat writer for the athletic. Okay. He says, and I quote source confirmed Albert Breer's report that the bills proposed a rule change pushing back the timeline on front office and coaching interviews to beyond the Super Bowl, your gut reaction. Not going to work, not going to happen. Let's say I'm a hot candidate. You know, I'm Eric Bieniemy, and my team happens to lose on wildcard weekend, or I don't make the playoffs at all, but I'm still a hot candidate. So I'm not supposed to interview till after the Super Bowl is over. I'm free. They're free. Why can't we interview? I know it stinks. It's terrible. The weeks go on. The candidates aren't available to interview. But I thought we kind of took care of that to an extent this year with the Zoom interviews and – uh, if you had a buy, you could interview, and they opened the door to that. So I think you keep that door open, and the problem gets solved. Look, if everyone's looking at Bienemy as a reason why these things aren't happening, Bienemy interviewed, right? Bienemy interviewed a lot, and didn't he interview for all seven openings? And he didn't get any of them. Yeah. And I'm not saying it's it's all his fault, and he's not worthy. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that he got a look at the very least, and. I don't think that's why he did not get the job. Maybe you should make it so the people interviewing can fly into the city where the assistant coach is and they can meet up at a hotel conference room or something like that in a non-COVID world. I would go for something like that, Johnny. I don't like this uh, rule proposal. Even McDermott was saying, I can see both sides of this. Yeah, no kidding you can see both sides of it because it's not going to work for people who are available in the teams who are looking for the opening to be filled. I'd imagine the Bills – and it's interesting because I think the Bills were impacted, potentially. Leslie Frazier did interview here, thought to be one of the final two, final three for the opportunity here in Houston. You had Brian Dable, who pulled himself out, basically, um, after he didn't get the Chargers job. That went to Brandon Staley. But that went to, I think Brandon Staley got that job after the Rams lost and the Bills won. So as the Bills continued on, the Chargers jumped in and said, even though Telesco and Dable went to high school together, complicated, but kind of interesting. The Bills were the ones that put that one out there. Not the Chiefs, but the Bills mm -hmm. put that one out there. GM Mike Mayock of the Oakland oh, – dang it, find me. Las Vegas Raiders <laughs> and John Gruden asked today about Russell Wilson said, uh-uh, that's tampering. Then they were asked about Derek Carr, and they said they've been fairly happy with Derek Carr, even though there's all these swirling rumors and things out there 
They feel pretty confident Derek Carr will be the quarterback in 2021 in Las Vegas. Your gut reaction? I think you can win with Derek Carr, and I think that the Raiders have issues other than Derek Carr, right? I'm not saying Derek Carr is the best quarterback in the league. He might not even be top eight or top ten. But I still think you can win with Derek Carr. Now, is Russell Wilson better? Absolutely better. Yes. No question about that. But Russell Wilson, to be had, is going to cost you a lot. It's going to be a team gutter. You know, these big quarterback trade proposals, and you know what we're talking about, for the team acquiring the quarterback, they have to give up a lot draft picks, current players, whatever, sweets, I don't know, but whatever they need to, and plus they got to pay the guy, right? Yeah. So that is not easy. I just think that, um, yeah, it's hard for me because I, I do like Derek as a person. I think you can win with Derek. You and I saw it in person in Mexico City. Yeah, the Texans heck yeah. played the Raiders. I thought Derek Carr was a real up-and-coming superstar, perhaps. Not definitely, but perhaps had the potential. That night, he was electric, man. He was just chucking it, willing his team to win, making big plays in the fourth quarter to put the Raiders over the top. Nobody was flashing a laser beam in his eyes, which helped, obviously, that yeah. particular evening. But I like Derek. Again, I'm not saying he's elite, but I think you can win with him. I'll tell you what, that was one of the crazier nights of broadcasting just on, on a number of different levels. But I would absolutely, without a doubt, go back to Mexico City for a game. Now, I would go to London first. I would want to go to London first. But I would absolutely, as you started talking about that game, the whole thing started just flashing in my mind. I was like, man, that was a really fun night until the end. Uh, and then we had to wait like an hour and 15 minutes to leave because they had to let the Raiders go out ahead of us because the Raiders won, which whatever. Was, was our wireless equipment working okay or were you in another position then? No, I was fine. I was actually fine. It worked that night. But what happened in the late second quarter is my battery went out and because Jonesy had put a new battery in there, I didn't take one with me. And oh. <laughs> Ken had to run all the way down the ramp, the steps, and got me one about two minutes before the half ended so I could talk to O'Brien. But, yeah, the equipment worked pretty well that night, which was, I think, probably one of the bigger upsets of the entire night. All right. And we lost, so let's move on. The virtual combine, the NFL virtual combine, we talked about this a little bit. 323 potential NFL players were invited to the virtual combine. I don't even know if it'll work or not, but this is just really kind of my guilty pleasure way of saying your gut reaction to the one thing you'll miss the most in Indianapolis. Other than dinner? <laughs> <laughs> Dinner's always good, it. man. <laughs> you just answered it. I think that's it. It's, it's connecting with people. You know, it's yeah. what we all miss about uh, COVID life, you know, connecting with people. And in Indy, it's connecting with all the people within all layers of NFL organizations. And look, we've been there even while PR is having a convention and marketing and yeah. different departments that you wouldn't think of are there. I think it's super cool and I can't wait to get back to it next year. Maybe it'll be in LA. Who knows how they set it all up. I think it, I don't think it'll be as good. I think Indy, you got to leave it there and, I know we talk about it a lot. Our listeners are like, stop talking about the combine. We're not there with you. But we try to take you there, right? Yeah, we do. We do our best to take you there as we do our shows from there and all the video stuff. So 
I'll miss it. I miss it. And, you know, the next thing on the calendar here is this month, owners meetings that are not going to happen the way they normally do. I'm sure they'll yeah. you know, do it virtually. I haven't even checked this yet, Johnny, but uh, there's no way they're going to get together at the Biltmore in Phoenix uh, this year. No shot. Yeah, I wouldn't think so. I think one of the things, probably the one thing that is to me, I had always watched the combine from afar and finally got a chance to go with you in 2015. And every site that I follow, every Twitter account I look at would quote something from the combine. And I'm like, yeah, I saw that happen. Yeah. I yeah. saw that interview. I was yeah. standing right next to John Gruden in right. line at Panera or, right. or wherever. I mean, it's like you're right in the middle of the biggest going on in the NFL at that point. And that's, uh, that's pretty cool. What's really cool was, Mark, you joining me tonight. Thank you for your time, my friend. Thank you, Johnny. There's the show in the books. Mark and I will be back tomorrow night. The General will be with us. Appreciate you guys listening. As always, go Texans.